Hey, welcome Woodside family and a special welcome to all of our friends who are watching this week's exciting edition of The Link. You know, it's at The Link where we live at the intersection of faith and culture and we talk about how to live our faith in a, a radically and rapidly changing world. I could not be more fired up about this week's topic. We get a chance to encourage a very special group of people. That's moms. Moms, you are so important to the body of Christ and so important to your families. And we are so grateful for you. But we also know that this is not an easy time uh, to be a mom. You may see this uh, little prop here on my desk, this little pillow. It says, number one mom. Don't worry, it's not for me. It's a gift that my kids gave to uh, my wife. And maybe today you feel like a number one mom, or maybe you don't, but I want you to know that God sees you and that he cares. My wife today is gonna be joined by some very special ladies, some friends of hers who are gonna encourage you in this season to know that God is with you and that he wants you to be blessed. So why don't we join my wife and her friends to talk about how to succeed at motherhood during these changing times. Hello Woodside and to all of those who are joining us, welcome to a special Mother's Day edition of The Link. I am so excited to be here with three amazing women and mothers uh, to talk about something that's very near and dear to all of our hearts, which is motherhood, and in particular, motherhood in light of all that is going on in the world today. Uh, ladies, I am just grateful to have you with me today. Um, we're joined today by Anna Morales, who helps to lead our Royal Oak campus with her husband, John Morales. And also Stephanie Wrightful, who helps to lead out our campus at Plymouth with her husband, Jeremy, Pastor Jeremy Wrightful. And also we are joined by Maggie Dunn, who co-founded the House of Providence along with her husband, Jay, which is a, a phenomenal um, home that helps to give a family and a support system to kids who've been in the foster care and help to get them launched off onto a path to success in life and independence. And so I'm grateful to have all three of you joining us today, ladies. Welcome to The Link. Thank you. So Stephanie, uh, maybe we can just get started because um, this has just been an interesting season. Oh my goodness, none of us have experienced it. I'm sure we're all at a place where we're probably tired of hearing the all but true statement, unprecedented times. Um, there's nothing that's been like it in the history of the world. And yet here we are trudging along as moms in our everyday life and all of a sudden this. So what do we do ladies? What, I wanna talk more about how, how has this season changed for you? How has this season um, impacted you in your homes? And Stephanie, can you talk a little bit about what it's been like to help kids to process through this, little younger kids in particular. How do we help them to process that? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's been an interesting time. And um, I, I tell people all the time, I'm really thankful that I was already homeschooling when this started um, because we've, we've been able to keep in step with, with that, normal, that normal rhythm. But so many other things have changed. And, um, one of the things that I think for me as a mom right now, the biggest thing that I've seen is just trying to keep in focus and remember my calling and role as a mom in my home. And um, to really think about and grasp a hold of those times and opportunities 
to point my kids to Christ. Um, things don't look pretty here every day, all day. Um, we are learning a lot about grace and patience and love and forgiveness. And um, my kids used to go to a co-op on Tuesdays with their homeschool group. And we don't have that now. So they're missing friends and um, kind of trying to process that, process fears and anxieties. And so it's been a great opportunity for us to really um, look to Christ and to, to grab a hold of those gospel opportunities to speak truth. Um, and we've learned a lot about um, how to extend grace and forgiveness, <laughs> what repentance looks like. And um, so, and then for me personally, just as a mom, I would say the biggest thing has just been um, learning to lay down a lot of idols that I didn't realize were there in my own heart. And even um, having to die to self daily to sacrifice um, for for my kids and my husband and a new schedule and a new routine. And so just um, a lot of gospel opportunities, a lot of sanctification <laughs> and a lot of, of opportunities to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think all of us can totally relate to that fact that um, there are a lot of things that have been stirred up in our hearts, right? That we didn't even know we had um, in there concerning um, patience, concerning uh, forgiveness, all those things that you just mentioned. And I feel like the Lord has just put us into a place where we can really make some big wins in ourselves and in our kids uh, in this season. And uh, a big part of that is just, maybe it's just laboring together through this all, right? And I think uh, that's one thing that's been really interesting is that no matter who you're speaking to, every one of us, um, it's the together part of it that can be a challenge, but it can also be the opportunity for the greatest uh, benefit, you know, uh, but that togetherness presents its own challenge or, or that togetherness presents its own challenge too, because that also means that we've given up some other things. We've given up some times away from our families. We've given up some social opportunities um, and our kids are really feeling that. They're really feeling that um, in a unique way. And um, Anna, you have uh, kids that are teenagers, especially you have younger ones too, but you have teenagers who are really trying to process through all of this. And they've had some things that they've had to lay aside that were unexpected, maybe sports opportunities, maybe school events, maybe uh, even as a matter of fact, I know your kids are doing mission trips too now. And um, that, some of those have been canceled and, and lay aside. Uh, how that must be really tough for them. How are you helping them through that? Yeah, it's, um, it's been really unbelievable. I think um, one of the craziest things is John and Rain went to Thailand. I think they were the last um, missions trip that got to go. Rain's about to turn 18. Uh, Jed is um, 15. And then I have an eight, well, she just turned nine during quarantine and a 10 year old. So yeah, there's you no, know, our life, we also homeschooled it, but um, but they were working and they were, you know, involved in things and they had their friendships. And so, yeah, life, um, I think the whole togetherness word you said is what it feels like. It feels like a concentration of time together, which we love. We actually love that. It's been really precious, but it's also been that feeling of like where you used to have outlets, where you're 
where my kids would have like outlets. Now they're just together a lot and I'm with them a lot. And um, they were, you know, at that point where they're starting to have a lot of independence or more independence. And, um, and now they're home so much that I, I'm, I'm having to make those decisions in the moment where I'm um, choosing to major in major things and not in minor things. So because we're together so much, I think I can see every little thing or I could have a conversation about every single thing I see or um, we could we could um, get in into every conflict. And there's a lot of times where the Lord's just like giving me that pause, like, nope, this is a time where, you know, they can just go and process and, and I don't have to be um, so involved all the time. I think it takes um, me stepping back and recognizing right. that, you know, I know one of my closest friends has her daughter home from college. And, you know, that's just such a different dynamic because we, they have been used to independence and now they're with us all the time. So I think just giving them um, that space that they need has been important. One other thing for me um, has just been like, you know, I think we can wake up, I can wake up and just feel like um, there is so much need around me between uh, my family, my kids, the ages, all the, this spread of age. You know, I have like little children processing it like little children do. And then I have teenagers processing it more like adults. They're watching the news. Um, their friends are communicating. Um, and so it's, it's definitely like I'm talking to grownups almost and then children. And so for me, I just had to really have that time um, each morning where I go and I'm quiet with Jesus. Um, because otherwise I feel like I'm just in like a place where I'm pouring out all day, every day yeah. in my family with like, nobody has the, the outlets and the relief that we had before. So I'm really just finding that that time has to be in the morning before others are awake, just me and the Lord where he pours in. Otherwise I go out into my home, just into my living room. And I, and I find myself, I'm running on empty. So um, that has been the biggest thing for me, the biggest saving grace for me um, in this season lately. Yeah, yeah. And it's such, a, uh, it's such a dynamic thing too, because even if you go back to the beginning of all of this, literally every single day, you wake up to a brand new world around us because circumstances kept changing outside of us. Um, a lot of jostling of everything, every aspect of your life. And, um, and that can be very traumatic. It's traumatic for us as adults to process. Um, and it's definitely traumatic for our kids. And um, so as, as moms, I, I can totally appreciate what you're saying about that, Anna, um, being able to have that time to pour in so that you can be able to pour out uh, to them. And also that context, you know, that context difference between a teenager processing and little kids that are processing through all of this. Um, and so um, can Maggie, could you speak a little bit more to that idea about how it is to help to contextualize this for little kids. You also have kids on the spectrum of ages. You know, you've got little ones in, in a pre-K and all the way up through uh, college age children. And so um, also there's another context that I'm thinking of too with your kids at HOP. Um, there's just, when you've had crisis, when you've experienced crisis in your life, traumatic moments like this can uh, trigger a lot of challenges inside of you and a lot of emotions. So from the perspective of like little kids or, or kids who have been through trauma, how do you uh, contextualize this moment uh, for them and prevent maybe some of those triggers? 
Yeah, I think that that's such a, a good point and not a lot of people think about it, Yodi, but um, predictive parenting is a huge thing that we practice in our home because we have a lot of kids that we've adopted who come from a lot of trauma, but then at House of Providence as well, it, it's riddled with kids with trauma. That's why they're there in our mental health behavioral stabilization program. But um, predictive parenting. So while we're trying to read the times and we're trying to watch the news and hear these executive orders of what's happening, we're finding that we're trying to even stay a little bit further ahead of it so that we've processed it properly as adults because kids who come from a lot of trauma, they read their environments like times a million, more than normal kids would because they don't trust adults. They don't trust the words that they're saying. And so they have to sort of grasp for themselves. Okay, you say that, but your face says that. And so they're really deftly and acutely aware of cues. And so we've really coached the staff a lot on just being so prepared themselves. We've been trying to really be helpful for our staff in terms of protocols that we don't run out of toilet paper. We have enough meat. We have all of these things so the kids aren't triggered in that way. But then also like, no, we're good. We are good. We've been able to point them towards the Lord and his provision. And we, we might not know what's happening, but we know the one who knows. And it's just been a, um, really good to delve into some major areas where trust is lacking, understandably, but here's how we can walk towards gaining some trust in those areas. And it's just sort of taken our method of predictive parenting to totally new levels, totally new levels. Wow, wow, that is, um, that's a lot. I love that, that term predictive parenting. And um, that's something that I think is really gonna stick with me because um, it helps us to be proactive and not just responsive when we have that mindset. And um, so that's fantastic. Um, I think that um, it's, it's just a reality for a lot of us too that, um, and, and I would imagine processing that concept of even motherhood uh, and mothering for, for kids who have had that instability in their lives of understanding. We're talking about Mother's Day and um, for a lot of kids that can be traumatic because that is a, a broken relationship for them. Um, that is a, a relationship that they uh, long for even. And so in as much as many of us are able to celebrate that time of Mother's Day, it could be really heavy for a lot of us. Um, it can be really heavy um, even as adults who don't have the relationship with our moms that uh, maybe we wish we could have had. Um, it can be tough if we've uh, experienced the loss of our mom. Um, and, um, and the reality is that uh, maybe it hasn't been the loss, but it's just the realities of motherhood in general. For some of us, it just really weighs heavily. And a lot of moms could be facing a tremendous amount of discouragement in this season. And, um, and I, I really want us to offer some encouragement and some hope to moms who may be feeling that right now, where even as we're talking about some of the good things, um, they're a little bit um, lamenting right now because they don't feel the joy that they wish that they did in motherhood. Um, Stephanie, maybe you could um, provide some encouragement on that. What, what are your uh, thoughts about that? Yeah, um, you know, there's, those are all can be very real, real heartaches and real struggles um, and longings that, that we have 
um, you know, Mother's Day, Yodi, you and I had talked about Mother's Day can be one of those holidays that can be so full of joy. Um, mm -hmm. On the flip, it can be so full of sadness, um, or it can be a really big mix of joy and sadness. Um, and, and so um, I think for me, one of the things, you know, in whatever I, in whatever struggle, frustration that I'm facing, one of the things I think that we always have to go back to is what we know to be true of God. What does his character speak of who he is? And um, in those times of feeling weary or feeling frustrated or sad or grieving is what do I know to be true about God? The one truth I can hang on to. Um, and so trying to anchor myself in the word and in truth and really know who God is and think about that character I think is so important um, as um, we face any, any struggle um, in life and thinking about his goodness and his rich mercy and his love and his sovereignty and just really camping on that. But as I was thinking about that, one of the things that really, I think, came to mind um, that comforts my heart and encourages me is um, in Isaiah 53, three and four, um, where, where we're told that um, Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And, and there's something very comforting for me in knowing that um, the king of all kings experienced and was acquainted with the same grief that we are, we are and we experience. And I think there's a lot of comfort in that. But then to go on to verse four, where it says he bore our sorrows. Um, he didn't just, he wasn't just acquainted with them. He bore those sorrows for us. And, and the comfort that can come in knowing I'm not bearing this alone. Um, right. Christ, is, Christ has bore this for me. Um, there's just so much comfort for me in thinking about that, um, that, that he loved us to the degree through the cross to bear those griefs for us. Uh, there's just a lot of comfort there. And then being reminded, um, I was thinking about Psalm 16 and, um, the psalmist says in Psalm 16, verse eight, or yeah, Psalm 16, verse eight. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Um, and going back to what Anna was saying about, you know, that time with the Lord and, and setting the Lord before us in all things. And in that we won't be shaken. And then it goes on in verse 11, which I just love that tells us that in God's presence is where there's fullness of joy. So all of those longings that we have, all those desires we have, those frustrations we have, um, the fullness of joy comes in the gospel and what Christ did for us. And so I think we have to always go back to truth and what we know is truth and anchor our hearts and minds there um, in the midst of those tough times. Absolutely. Wow, that is such an, uh, such an encouragement. If we can keep our minds fixed and stayed on him, then he's able to bring us through even the most um, traumatic of moments. And, uh, and so many of us um, have that as a part of our testimony, our, our history of getting a chance to see that God brought us through even the, the most challenging things that we faced. And um, so that's, that's really a powerful um, witness to that. 
um, Maggie, in this season where you have um, a lot of hats that you're wearing, um, you are a mom for um, eight children, but you also um, at House of Providence, you, um, you're a businesswoman. And so you are doing a lot to keep things moving and to manage that right now. Um, you are an essential worker in this uh, situation right now that we're in. So you're working every day um, along with um, the fact that you are also schooling at home and everything else now with your children. Um, what are some of the ways that we as moms, uh, any of us moms, need to uh, be able to pull away to have that time of rest? We talked a little bit about it, but can you um, just kind of expound on that? And I'm also thinking about those who are caregivers right now, um, those who are caregivers, perhaps for a, a mom or a child with special needs or uh, someone who needs extra, extra time and attention. Um, tell us about the importance of being able to take time for ourselves to be able to find rest. Yeah, I think that with motherhood, that is usually back burner. And that's so, unfortunately, it's so backwards. And and whatever's down in our well is coming up in that bucket that we're pouring out. And if it is empty or if it is full of frustration or resentment, that's coming up out of our well when we are pouring out. And so um, I think that for me, this time has been sort of taken my life and just brought this microscope. And it's just been like showing me my life as a microcosm. And I'm like, oh, that's not great in every area. And I think I, I just have been so drawn to Psalms 32, where we learn that Jesus is our hiding place. He covers us. And so I just keep going back to balance. And I think that anything for me, anything I do in excess is a hiding place. And the old, whether that is too much, whatever, I won't even put things out there. I think we all know our stuff. Whatever I'm doing in excess is a hiding place. And the only healthy place for me to truly find a hiding place and to do in excess is Jesus. And so I think like Stephanie was talking about early in the morning, every morning, or maybe that was Anna, every morning I find rest with him. I find my hiding place. And then look at that day, because like you said, every day has been different. Today we can go to Target. Now we can't. Our five-year-old, we said we were going to Target. He said, you can't. That's illegal. <laughs> okay, we're trying to figure it out. Um, but where's my hiding place? And so the, the weights have shifted. So what was balanced living for me before, now the weights are all over the place. So I have to find, okay, what is a new way to balance this in a healthy way so I get rest? I get time with my husband. We are a caregiver for a, a intellectually challenged young lady. We have our other children. We have House of Providence, all of that. So it's, it's, he gives you the mantle of grace to carry whatever he's called you to, but we have to be hidden in him. And once we find that that is our place where we are doing all of our hiding, then I think he gives us what we need for that balance. His yoke is easy. His burden is like, he didn't say that there wouldn't be a burden. He said that he would make it bearable. And in him, we walk yoked to our savior and, and we, we can do this. We can make it through this. Amen. 
Amen. That is, um, that is really good because we need to be immersed in him, right? In other words, just being fully immersed in him is what will allow us to um, be healed and whole and have what we need um, to be able to move forward uh, for the next day. And um, in God's grace to our children and God's grace to our families, he provides that to us as moms. And, um, and I'm grateful to the Lord for always giving us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And um, he gives us those desires of our hearts. And, uh, and that's a blessing. Um, however, some, sometimes um, that desire of our heart, um, perhaps for children, for a family, might be um, delayed or it may end up looking different than what we expected that it would. And um, so for some of us, I know for, for our family, um, it was, we were 10 years before we had, almost 10 years before we had our, our first child added to our family. Um, and so we understand that, you know, in a lot of ways, um, what that's like. But many of us have experienced loss. Many of us have experienced um, uh, loss, whether through pregnancy or the death of a child. Many of us um, have longed to be parents, um, physical parents, and have not yet um, had that uh, opportunity. Um, Anna, could you really um, uh, just offer some encouragement? I'd love to have you close us in prayer in just a moment, but before you do that, um, I'd love for you to just offer um, just kind of a final word of encouragement for those moms who um, are really uh, or those women who are really longing to become moms, to be mothers. Um, and also um, just also some encouragement for our single moms, because again, life was a lot different um, than maybe they expected that it would have been as a mother. And so maybe could you offer some encouragement for them as well before you close us in a word of prayer for all of our moms? That it would be an honor. It's definitely an honor to address um, women in that situation because um, I know that it's such an intense area of um, it's delicate. It's also difficult, and I personally have have not had that kind of loss. But um, by the grace of God, I'm so grateful in ministry just to have walked alongside some women that I just have seen their faith be so heroic in times like this. I'm actually reminded of Mary, the mother of Jesus, who um, we know was chosen by God to get to carry the Messiah. And yet in Luke chapter two, verse 35, God tells her a sword will pierce your own soul or your own heart as well. And so we know that Mary um, experienced loss. She was at the cross. She saw her, her son um, die for the sins of the world. And, um, you know, so just thinking through that, um, what, what that just God loving us and God choosing us sometimes in his choosing us, there is a lot of suffering involved in that. Um, and he never leaves us alone in it. There's a, an incredible woman at our campus and she's experienced very, very hard time having a baby. Um, I'm sure this is many women's story, but it, her story is extremely um, bright in my mind right now and clear in my mind because we had a memorial for her little baby girl right before the weekend before we went into quarantine. And um, it was her third um, loss. She's experienced two miscarriages trying to have a baby and then um, finally got to have this little girl and, um, and then far into the pregnancy, um, the baby 
did not survive and she had the baby um, born um, un, uh, not alive. And at her funeral, at the memorial we had, I just, um, I really, I asked her if I could share because the things that she shared that day were so incredible. Um, she stood there on the stage um, at our campus and she said, I should be planning a baby shower, not a memorial. The heartbreak seems unbearable most moments of the day. And there are times I feel angry that the loss of our daughter is part of our story. Why can't I hold her? Why don't I get to raise her? Why God, why? I could question everything I believe, but where else would I go? Who else could I turn to? The sorrow and pain could only be comforted by my creator, a man himself who knew deep sorrow. He makes no mistakes. And she shared the scripture from a couple of them, but one of them was from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7, where Paul says, our hope for you is unshaken. I think back to even just Stephanie talking about that unshakable hope um, that we know that at you share in our suffering, you will also share in our comfort. And it's amazing to me um, when we think about how much um, hard, how hard it can be to either not be able to have the children that you want or to lose children or um, to be waiting for that godly man. Um, I know there's a single mom in our um, neighborhood group. She's just precious to me. And one of the things that we were just talking about, she's a healthcare worker. She's been going in and dealing with COVID-19 this entire time. And she hasn't gotten sick and she's been strong and she's been able to take care of her son and God has provided for her in such incredible ways. And just the other day she was telling me, you know, Anna, I know that God is faithful to me in this season of waiting for other desires of my heart because I've seen him be so faithful to me in this season of just of the quarantine and of the way that she's had to pour herself out and watched patients die and watched coworkers fall ill. And she's like, if God is faithful to me and the way he's been faithful to me in this season, he will be faithful to me in all the areas of my life where I find myself waiting. Um, and so I just think um, hope is such a big thing, you know, but Christ is our living hope. First Peter one says he is our living hope and he, um, he did suffer. And so I just think that it's important for us to know that the way that he suffered is the way that he will comfort and that he's not unfamiliar with our sufferings and um, that he is the God of all comfort. So I would absolutely um, love to close us in prayer and just um, definitely put our eyes on him because he, he, he is our, our living hope. Heavenly Father, we come before you today just so incredibly thankful that you are our God, that Christ is our brother, that Holy Spirit, you indwell in us and you counsel us and you, and you are our deposit guaranteeing the great things that are to come. Father, we think of the scripture in Lamentations but this I call to mind, therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Lord God, great is your faithfulness. Heavenly Father, you are so faithful to us. And we are so grateful, Father, that we do not have a savior who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, who stands aloof and doesn't know the way that our hearts can hurt. 
you know everything and you are with us in our hardships and you are there to comfort us. Father, we thank you so much that wherever we may find ourselves needing you in this season, that you will provide, that you will be the balm on our hearts that will comfort us, that will strengthen us, that will give us what we need each and every day. Your grace is made new every day. Thank you, God, that we have a hope that is not shaken. Thank you that no matter what happens in this world, our, our God, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so because of that, Lord, we lift our eyes to you. We ask you to strengthen us and to be near us in this season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Wow. This has been a wonderful time together. Um, I, I believe we probably could talk for another few hours on all of these things. Um, and, um, and, I, and I'm grateful that we've had an opportunity to um, just think about and encourage and lift up um, moms from every walk of life. Um, and maybe there are even some we haven't tapped into, but I'm grateful that the Lord sees and he knows and he's with each and every one of us. Um, I am grateful that um, there are spiritual moms out there who have walked with uh, people who maybe they did not give birth to, but they've had the privilege to pour spiritually into their lives. Um, we have moms who are caregivers, moms that are adoptive and foster moms and moms of, of little ones, moms who are empty nesters and uh, parenting um, their gra through grandparenting now. And so uh, there's so many different aspects, our single moms. And uh, but I thank the Lord that he says in his word that for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2 and 10. One of the things that reminds me of is that no matter where we stand right now, no matter what the circumstances are around us and things have been crazy, these have been crazy times but he is not surprised. He's not changed. God is not changed. And he and his goodness, his grace and his mercy has prepared us for this time to be able to minister to our families, to be encouraged in ourselves and to prepare the way for what um, he has to come. And so I'm grateful as a mom uh, to be able to, to have that opportunity to pour into um, every type of child that I have. I'm an adoptive mom, I was a foster mom, I'm a biological mom and I've been a spiritual mom to women. And I'm grateful for the opportunities that he's given um, to be able to do that. I don't take it lightly. I know ladies, none of you take that opportunity lightly either. And I just want to encourage you, if you have um, found any um, encouragement in this, in this time together today, to um, just allow the Lord to minister to your heart to uh, be open to what it is that he's gonna do um, through you in this time. And I pray that we would all just continue to trust him, continue to trust him because he is faithful. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being with us today and joining us uh, on this uh, time, um, the link. And um, it's been a really special episode. And uh, I pray that again, it touches many hearts and lives. But again, we thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedules to share with us and to join us. Um, well, we thank you all for joining us as well. And we pray that, again, that this would continue to be a blessing to you and your family. 
uh, call or encourage moms out there that have been a blessing to you. Doesn't have to be your own biological mom. It could be a neighbor. It could be um, anyone that you know or a single mom out there who you know is doing a great job. Um, I just wanna encourage you to reach out. During these times, it is so important for us to come outside of ourselves and to reach out and be an encouragement to one another. So uh, from our house, from our family, we wanna say happy Mother's Day to all of the moms of every type that are out there. And we just trust that God is going with us all into uh, what he has called us to. So thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful day. Well, I hope you were blessed by that awesome discussion. Thanks to the ladies who helped to make it happen. To my wife, to Anna, to Stephanie, uh, to Maggie. Each one of these uh, ladies sacrificed their time to encourage your heart. And I pray that you know that we are praying for you and that we appreciate you so very much. Motherhood is not easy. As a matter of fact, it might be rightfully described as the toughest job you'll ever love. But know that on the other side of your sacrifice, moms, you're making a difference both now and for eternity. I also wanna let you know that we have tremendous resources for the family. It is our goal to minister to every segment of the family effectively during this season. So please go to our website. When you do, you'll find resources there for adults and kids and even teens and students. And make sure you stay connected on our social media platforms. It's here that we try to feed your faith each and every day. Well, know that we appreciate you and we're praying for you. Have a great day and I'll see you on the next edition of The Link.